This episode of Hundy Camp Down Under is brought to you by Ridgeline. Ridgeline have just released their new performance range, featuring brand new styles and high performance fabrics for winter 2020. One of the highlights is the new Ascent Jacket for men and women. The new Ascent Soft Shell Jacket is designed for use as a performance layering piece and has been rigorously tested in the South Island of New Zealand. The new Ridgeline performance range features a new Realtree Escape camouflage print. It fits into the environment you hunt in and the colours appear to adapt to the terrain. All the new gear is available in Australia and New Zealand and for your local stockist, check out the website www.ridgelineclothing.com.au This episode is proudly brought to you by Zeiss Optics. The legendary Zeiss binoculars are founded on exceptional optical performance, outstanding ergonomics and robust construction. Zeiss innovations have constantly expanded the limits of what's technically possible. Generations of hunters and shooters swear by their Zeiss binoculars, being heirloom quality products that are passed down from generation to generation, together with the stories that came with them. Experience the Zeiss Victory SF, the most versatile premium binoculars in the company's 165-year history. Find your local stockist at www.osaustralia.com.au. With the crazy world we live in today, many of us seek the adventure of the unknown. Join us everyday Aussies from all walks of life share stories from men and women of all hunting camps. From tips and techniques to the emotional rollercoaster ride of fulfilling a lifelong dream, there is a story to be told by all. Welcome to Hunting Camp Down Under. Yeah. Full bars helps I hope this is in stereo I hope I'm doing it right it's the first time I've used this machine so round two round two flat batteries yep alright how do we start this one now? <laughs> we got it out of the way last time so I'm sitting here with a young gentleman called Timmy Turtle so I didn't know who Timmy Turtle was and then when um I came for a hunt with Zubtech Hunting and he said, oh, Timmy Turtle's coming. So he said he does a couple of videos on YouTube, got a couple of million followers. No. That's a lie. <laughs> he does fishing videos and um, it's pretty popular. So I thought we haven't done too many fishing guys. It's about time we do some fishing guys and he's famous and I want to suck up to him. So that's how we roll from here. <laughs> but how are you going, Timmy? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. The hunting hasn't been as successful as we wanted it to be. No, no. it's not as good as your fishing. You just no. That's a, it's about on par actually. <laughs> on par with your fishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Been a bit slow lately. Yeah, I sort of just I lost lost a bit of interest lately. The old uh, nothing nothing good south. It's just flathead, uh, tailor, and brim. <laughs> Three meter flatties. Yeah, there's a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> so you're heading north again. I'm heading north. Yeah, and find, I, I find just, some more color. I think so, yeah. North's always better. It's always yeah. better. It's just, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. They taste better up north too, apparently. That's it. And no one gets cranky because there's an abundance of fish. You take a fish down south, everyone gets cranky. Yeah. Take a fish up north, everyone's like, oh, we've got plenty of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Less people, more fish. That's it. So, we'll start back. So, what So what do you do? Give a, give guys that haven't heard of you. So, you, you do some pretty cool videos, um, but sometimes... 
the amount of effort, as we spoke about, of your, you put into videos don't always reflect the views. But so back before this, where did you start? So back with you when you were the, you like to do a bit of rowing, start back there and then work your way into it. That's a long way back. Yeah. That's, uh, well, I used to do kayaking, um, represented Australia a few times for marathon kayaking. Wanted to get in the sprint team so I could go to the Olympics and then um, didn't pan out that way. So I thought, do I give kayaking another crack? Because that was in 2016 that I sort of didn't get to Rio, missed out. And I was like, do I give it another crack and live in my dad's basement forever? Or do I go and find something else that might give me a little bit more money and uh, might be able to make a living off and move out of dad's basement? So... And then, um, yeah, I got, uh, so I stopped kayaking for a bit, found fishing and then worked out that if you did YouTube well enough, you could turn it into a full-time job. And so I started YouTube and on, like, I just wanted to make it my full-time job and just started and then eventually got to the point now where I, um, quit my job in June last year. So it's now been a year since I quit my job and, and then I hit the road and have been living in my car since August the 10th last year. So coming up in a year of living in the car, traveling and making YouTube videos. Not in the homeless sense or... No, it's sort of like a homeless by choice. It's yeah. not actually like homeless, like I uh, couldn't uh, be bothered. You have to live there. You... I don't have, like I can go and afford rent in some crappy house on the bottom end of the coast somewhere. Yeah. But I, th I thought, you know, I just want to explore and just see like, everyone, you know, everyone wants to travel overseas, but I don't. I always, I just want to... You want, you want to wanna... travel on the sea. <laughs> on the sea and I just want to explore every nook and cranny of Australia. Like I think that we've got the best country in the world and I don't think enough people see it all. Oh, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. it. I absolutely love it. So I just thought the best way I'm going to see the most amount of it is living in my car and just shuffling small small places at a time. Just, oh, what's over here? Oh, what's over there? And just dropping in, saying hello, having a fish. And being thorough, you're pretty, you're not a... People say, I'm going to go fish the coast. You took, you take 12 months to fish, not even the, yeah. the, the bottom half of the coast, not even how yeah. far down do you get from, well, so, you, so you're from up Brisbane and then you, did you work your way south? How, how do you do? I, well, I lived in Brisbane for 21 years and then my kite coach got arrested and then I, <laughs> and then. Not for touching kids. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> oh my God. He got, he got off it, but. Um, that Several was, times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got, he got off it, have to cut that and um, but he couldn't hang around where we were training. <laughs> Don't <laughs> cut that out. She's all right. <laughs> and then uh, he couldn't hang around where we were training, and the whole squad fell apart. So I just trained on my own for eight months, and then uh, made the decision to move down the coast and train with the AIS guys, so yep. I could try and make the Olympics. And so I moved down the coast. At that stage, Dad had uh, my parents separated, and Dad had moved down the coast. So I just lived with Dad, his new partner. And just did university and and um, and paddling for I think a year and a bit, and then yeah. Did, did you fish while you were doing that as well? Did you no, always it's full, fish? No, full time full time kayaking is like is next level. It's like eight hours a day. Oh yeah, it's like you wake up in the morning at um, at four o'clock, and then you're doing like fifteen to twenty k in the boat, and then you get off the water, you have breakfast, you go straight into the gym, then you go for a run or a ride. And then, and then you go back home by then it's like 10, 11 o'clock and then just go, you know what? I don't really feel like going to uni today. And then, <laughs> and then sleep through till about three o'clock and then you do like a push by ride and then another 15 to 20 K on the water and then off for some stretching sleep and then do it again. And you do that like five to six days a week. 
We've got that. You can hear the dog barking. We've got your dog. Yeah, Millie. Millie. She's a legend. She's half. Oh, she's part dingo. Part dingo and a little bit and 90% Kelpie. 75% crazy. 95%. <laughs> There's some guys fixing the fence here. So we're in uh, Outer Warrior Outer. Mm. Um, for your. So. My maiden bow hunt. Your maiden bow hunt. So what. What turned you from, so we'll go back, we'll end up dancing around too much. So you spent a life on the water kayaking and then you decided, oh, I still want to be in a boat and I want to fish. Did you always want to fish? Did you always want to make YouTube or it just sort of, is it always in the back of your mind or did you say? I always liked fishing. I did, yeah. I did fishing like if my family, like back when I was a kid, my family would take vacations down at, um, uh, down at Brunswick Heads. And I always used to like I, you know, I bribed mum into buying me a yabby pump, and then um, a br- Mill, Mill, come here. <laughs> Might have to tie her up. <laughs> come here, Mill. Well, we'll just pause this for a sec, and we're we're going again. We're back again. Yep. Ah, oh, life on a farm. So you used to do a bit of fishing with a kid as you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. And then bribe mum into getting me a yabby pump. And then I'd just go and pump yabbies, fish, pump yabbies, fish. And this is before I was kayaking. And yeah. then went away from it. And then, uh, yeah, when, when I got out of kayaking, I still my body clock was still getting me up at 4.30 in the morning. And so I was like, what do I, what do, I do? And I thought, oh, I'll just grab a rod and I'll just go for a flick. And, yeah, so I then started fishing and... And then um, was watching YouTube videos, trying to learn more about the Gold Coast and what I could catch and that sort of things and what I could target because that's where you go to learn things on, on, that's, on the internet. That's, that's it nowadays, isn't it? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, then I ran out of videos around the Gold Coast, started watching these American kids and the American kids were like, I, I couldn't understand why they were making so much money, like how they were got $50,000 bass boats and... $20,000 worth of rods and reels and $10,000 worth of cameras. Now. And the, yeah, and then I and then I worked out that I was like, oh, these guys must have rich parents. And yeah. it turns out that they're just making a killing off YouTube. YouTube was paying them. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, why isn't anyone doing this in Australia? And then I thought, you know, bugger it. I'll, I'll give it a crack. So. Yeah. So what year did you start your videos? 2016... August of 2016, so I'm coming up on four ye- four years on YouTube. Wow, yeah. Yeah. How many videos? I don't know. I, ju- I just recently deleted a whole heap. Like I had something like 150-something videos, wow. and but I just deleted about 100 videos because my YouTube channel's not liking me at the moment, so I'm trying to get my YouTube channel to promote my videos to the right people, so I had to get rid of a few yep. to try and, yeah. Only so that people, you know, my videos would the only, only the good ones would be shown to people rather than them. The older stuff, you get yeah, rid the, of the old, older. Oh yeah. yeah, the older stuff, and the, yeah, there was a few videos that I wasn't making money on anymore because I had copyright music, so I got rid of them, and yeah. So it's been a massive learning curve. They not YouTube like it's the most complicated. Just thing as you work it out how to get more money, they they do they something. jam something up yeah. yeah and say nah yeah nah, nah that's, we're gonna fix that so yeah, we don't gonna, have to pay you yeah exactly so like this coronavirus our um our pay just dropped by 50 percent, just straight up just but boom. more people are watching more people are watching YouTube than but ever ad revenue dropped so they just dropped it by 50 percent. yeah yeah now she wants on your lap yeah come on <laughs> get up come on. there you go sit down 
Sea Dam. Yeah, so when you started, how did you, did you go, did you have, is there a Bible or something you looked through to say, this is how to make money off YouTube? No, it's just like, it's all just the amount of YouTube searches and trying to work things out by yourself and like spent like days and days on, on Google search and YouTube search looking for little answers and little tips and stuff like that. And then, then people message me all the time with all these questions that I had to answer for myself. And it's like, guys. I don't man, even know. <laughs> I didn't even know. You have, you have to go find the answers. It's just, just <laughs> the easy way out. Yeah. We were talking about that before. People message you wanting the, the difference between giving people information and then like trying to milk it from you to get an easy way out. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then like so many people like message you and they're like, oh, just wondering what the best plastic to use and stuff like that. And I'm like, it's in my videos. Like I'm not going to tell you a video. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you a plastic that I haven't used in a video because I haven't used it. I'm yeah. called fish on it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Just go to the videos, watch the videos. In the description, it'll tell you the plastics, it'll tell you the rods, it'll tell you the lit reels. Yeah. Simple as that. <laughs> so what is there, have you found that, there's something that works better than the rest. So we're talking, you're talking about you, um, you just make something always has to go wrong or there's a twist to it or a title and, or you found what becomes viral. Do you, have you, I haven't worked it out yet. I still haven't had like your, your channel isn't set until you have a million view video because once you get a million view video, then your channel constantly ticks over and YouTube sees you as a different channel. Yeah, you're more of an asset but I, Yeah, but I still haven't had a million view video. Like, and it, I've done some things where I thought, man, this is a million views. Like, you know, taking a homemade boat 35 kilometers offshore and caught a male and I was like, man, million views every oh, yeah, day of the week. Get on the boat scenario. Yeah, and it, yeah. On, it only ever, it, I think it got to 540,000 5, views and then YouTube just went... We've had enough of that. Oh. So, yeah. So, I still haven't had a million view video. So, don't ask me how to get a viral video because I still haven't worked it out. So, in the early days, what did you use? Did you... Because there, there was the uh, developmental tube raft. What was before that? Or did you have tinnies or your onshore sort I'd, of fishing for ages? I just used to fish off the banks. That was before I started the channel. But then after the channel, I... Um, yeah, then... Yeah, then after I started the channel, I thought, how, how am I going to make my channel different? And so I built my first boat out of PVC pipes and plywood because I wanted the whole concept of my channel to be anyone can anyone can do it. Do like what a, you're doing. Yeah, exactly. It didn't have to be like, you didn't have to have $50,000 in the bank to buy a marlin boat or whatever, then go out and do what I'm doing. It's like anyone can walk down to Bunnings, buy some tubes, buy some things, get out on the water, catch some fish. So, yeah. So the... So this first boat, for anyone, if you haven't looked him up on YouTube already after this or hearing this, the first boat was a piece of wood. <laughs> oh, I got out of my seat and it's been robbed by the dog. Um, was a, a piece of plywood over, what, six or eight? Four, 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 four bits, pe- but it was like the, yeah, six inch. It was 150 mil, so six inch. Six so inch PVC. Yeah. Down pipe. So you got the, the charged pipe, which is the um, the heavy walled PVC pipe. We just get the normal stuff. Just the normal stuff. The yeah, one one, <laughs> just the normal stuff. One fifty mil, and then um, oh, oh mil, just you're just being real difficult right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just the normal stuff. I actually had a friend who was a plumber, 
and I rung him up and he got all the materials for me at cost price because that stuff's actually quite expensive. Like you can buy a pretty decent secondhand tinny for what I what, what like, you spend on the yeah. Rough. If you go if you go down to like Reese Plumbing and go, this is the materials I want. It's actually quite expensive, but I got away from it for like two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. But if you had paid like full price, like five six hundred bucks worth of materials, and it's that's too expensive for a crappy plywood boat. Like it weighs eighty kilos, so. People built the thing not knowing it weighed that much and then messaged me and said, oh, just wondering like how you get it around. And I'm like, lift it, but it's heavy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was only doing yeah, I've it. Seen it. I've seen photos of you with it on the top of your Commodore. Yeah. On the roof rack. Yeah, you had to lift it up there. But back then I'd only just stopped kayaking, so I'd only just got out of the gym. I don't think I could do you it now. used to curl that. You used to curl yeah, that exactly. I just lift it up with one hand just throw it on the roof. And just, yeah. No, it was just, it was, yeah, it was... Is heavy as, and I used to throw it up. I don't even think I could do it now. And I tried to do it, like maybe a year ago. I tried to throw it on to bring it back for an episode, and yeah. I, and I dragged it all the way down to the water in this little secret spot, and went out fishing, and I got smoked by something on like ten pound line, and and dragged it all the way back up the hill because my battery went dead, and then chucked it back on the. And I went, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> and that was the end of it. <laughs> Anyone can do it if you want to. Yes. Yeah, yeah. After that, so then you stepped up your game, and you've got the whole build on the build of the boat. Is it on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with those videos though, because um, I think that's what why my channel's suffering a bit at the moment is because like my channel doesn't know whether I do fishing or doesn't know whether I do building because oh, it's got all like all my build videos always go well. So like they've got hundreds of thousands of views and every time I upload a video, like after a week you look at it and all the build videos are back up the top of the channel. So YouTube thinks I'm a builder and, and that's why I think that I'm not getting very good response at the moment because it doesn't know who to feed my videos out to. Oh, right. So it can't pre predict who your demographic is. Well, it can, but content. you've got to keep it very specific. You have to be like, bam, I'm a fisherman. And yeah. I've done, I unknowingly have kind of stuffed my own channel up in, in the path of thinking. Like if, a little tip for anyone wanting to start a YouTube channel, keep it very specific so YouTube knows what you're about. If yeah. you go, I'm going to go hunting one day and then building the next day and then fishing the next day, YouTube doesn't know where to put your videos. Like it'll just it'll send it out to fishermen and then, like you would send your building video to fishermen and it will send your hunting videos to, to builders and and no one will click on it and YouTube will go, oh, this is crap content. And then just, and then just roll it off. So it won't yeah. be at the top of that side panel you yeah, may that's also it. like you, or yeah, whatever. You really want it on the home pages. If you can get like, on, it's called browse. Like you look at where your views are coming from and if you can get a video on browse page, which is that home page, as soon as you click on it, it's got all yeah, those videos. Random. That's where if you can get your video on that page, but that's the hardest thing. You can't control that. No, YouTube. no. Mine's full of kids opening crap because my kids constantly there watch you go. kids yeah. opening crap. So I roll in there and I have to retype in my search yeah. to watch my style of videos or whoever. I'm, say I'm watching um, Bowen Down Under's latest video. I've got to type the whole thing in again because my kids have watched so much Sonic or kids unwrapping eggs or bloody Nerf gun wars that... It'll it's, just keep suggesting. All my stuff's yeah. gone, yeah. Yeah. So and, so, and that's what I mean. Like, YouTube, like, is putting my videos in front of builders on the... Like, it'll yeah. go, like, these people are builders. But they're not going to watch and they're not gonna a watch, fishing boat. No, you just... You upload the epic, most epic rod bend in the world where you're like, this is a monster fish. And, and it's targeting the wrong audience. Yeah, builders are like, oh, I don't really want to watch that. And it's like, because it's not building. So, yeah. yeah. yeah it's no YouTube knows their audiences. And the idea yeah. is you've got to be so good at making sure that it's going to the right audience. But if you keep jumping around... 
So I might have to, like I got the six build videos up. I might have to delete them and upload them on a, like a Timmy Turtles building channel. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I'm going to do any more building videos, but I just need to get them off my site. So YouTube starts to recognize my site as a fish as I go further north and catch better fish and do more camping trips and stuff. I want YouTube to recognize that I'm doing fishing, not building. Yeah. So yeah, I might have to delete them, but so, they will be online, but under a different, yeah, under, under a different, different channel. Yeah. yeah. So that boat is what, it's a skip, did you say, or a punt? Or a skiff, yeah, a hunt, skiff. like plywood skiff or, yeah, yeah, that's what I so like So it's a call. pretty, it's a pretty all-round setup. It's like having the ultimate set of drawers in the back of your four-wheel drive, like yeah. you've got it's like a cupboard. You don't it's pretty much a cupboard that you, I've waterproofed. Yeah. Yeah. All your rods are in underneath the floor. All yeah. your gear, everything's in there underneath yeah. the floor. And you thought of that. Just thought I want everything to be able to be towed with my boat because I'm you're independent. Yeah. So you well, can't store anything anywhere, so it can't fit in your car. So you need to have your boat pre. You just roll it in the water, and it's got everything in it. That's it. Yeah. You I wanted everything it. in it. Yeah. And, but at, cause I was like, I want to do like week long trips. I never knew that I was going to be living in my car, but I was like, I want to do big week long trips so I can just pack it and go and do a week somewhere and I'd have all my gear for that week. So I just made sure there was this heaps of storage. And then I was like, and then turns out I started living in the car and it just came in handy. Even like more I, handy. Yeah. yeah. I just, I was sort of bugger it. Like, and if it doesn't fit in the ski, if like I, I'm a hoarder, like by, by nature, my parents, they like to hoard things. I like to hoard things. And living in the car has made me a not a hoarder. Yeah, because it's I'm not, not real if I practical. Buy, yeah, if I buy something new, something something old has to go out. Like yeah. it's, it doesn't fit. So, And that would suck because you've got to a point in your well, fishing that your views and you become quite popular so you can influence the, the purchases of people. So you're contacted by a few different rod reel companies what what else so and then how do you deal with that with the oh, getting it's gear and it's very difficult like i've had to sort of just say no to like everyone who wants to give me stuff because it's just too hard to organize and it takes too long to put it all together and stuff like that so i'm just doing my own thing like i wish i could do sponsored videos and stuff for companies and that sort of thing but it just it's so hard like i got no addresses to get stuff posted to and then like if i do yeah you're talking about you have to actually go to the factory and select what you want to pick it up in person because there's nowhere for it to be sent yeah that's well that was the plan but now i have to get it sent somewhere and it's just get like it turned into like what could have been done in a day of me driving into the factory selecting things chatting to them and then leaving they said, oh, no, the coronavirus has sort of got us on lockdown and now it's going to turn into a couple of months where I have to organise what I want and get it sent somewhere. And It's like you could do it, but I don't know. I'm, I go, you know what, this is my plan. This is where I'm heading. And literally, like um, Jared the other day, literally he goes, oh, we're going hunting. He gave me like three days notice or whatever. And I, was, and I just went, right, going hunting. So yeah. you could organise for something to be somewhere. And then just not even get there. Oh, you're in your hunger. It's like, a, but leave it at the the toll depot at your hunger, and you're like, I'm four hours away now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I was, just, I was in Hawks Nest, and then went to Yurunga, and then out to Warrialda, and then I'm thinking I'm going back to Hawks Nest, and then then back up to like Seals Rocks or something. I don't know. Yeah. Just, you just never know. Like if someone offers you an opportunity, like I only just got into this hunting thing, so I got no land to hunt on, no no nothing, but and but I really enjoy it. But I like I'm still gonna do my um, fishing videos for like because that's my main income but I just yeah. like to do like 
sort fishing's turned into a bit of a job. So. Oh, you got to do the land-based fishing, like inside. Yeah, <laughs> you got to hunt for stuff. It's instead of hunting for the uh, aqua, aqua animals, you're hunt, hunting the terra firma ones. So that's it. So yeah, yeah, yeah just sort of. So what what turned other than you sort of got it, it's got a bit, like you you've got bored or not so much bored but you wanted something different for yourself i suppose did you to hunt and or did someone just invite you along one day and you went oh shit this is good yeah some like well, this. two years ago i watched like because i when i started my youtube channel i stopped watching fishing videos i don't remember the last time i watched a fishing video it was like years and years and years ago because if i'm watching fishing videos i'm wasting time that's just yeah. that was just my theory is you watching videos you didn't even watch it for inspiration to how no you that's it, no. it i was like once the, there's a few like oh, yeti i love yeti films and stuff like that like just anything that's really well put together um like very cinematography like cinematic and stuff like that i really like enjoy those videos but i won't i won't like it'll never watch them like i just might put them on for one night a year and then never watch any other fishing videos. Do a binge watch. Yeah, do a binge watch of like all cinematic fishing videos and stuff like that because that's what I enjoy watching. But then, um, but yeah, then uh, I always watched bow hunting videos. For some reason, I always liked bow hunting. Yeah. And I'll binge watch bow hunting videos. Like I've watched every Australian bow hunting video on youtube like, I know, yeah you go through it's just all bow hunting like and that's what i watch. I, I constantly search for i don't know it'd be once a month i'll just type in bow hunting australia and then i'll type in bow hunting fallow deer bow hunting red deer bow hunting sambar I just, yeah, bow hunting bow, wild pigs it just keeps coming in and then they're all red because i've watched them all yeah <laughs> so i do i do bow hunting australia or just bow hunting because i'll even start watching the american stuff like elk and that sort of thing yeah it's bow hunting and then you put it on release date and you scroll through on your newest videos that have uploaded to YouTube. Oh, there's so a tick. Um, watching YouTube for ages and never yeah, knew that thing I've been, happened. Yeah, so I've been doing that lately and just finding new channels and just watching like anything over in America. I've been watching turkeys lately because they've got turkey well, it's season. It's turkey though. season. It's turkey yeah. season. So I just watch anything bow hunting. And I've always, like so the last two years, that's all I've been watching. And I was like, I'm going to get into it. Never, never got the balls enough to go down and and buy a bow because I knew it was going to be expensive. I'm, I always like to buy like expensive stuff and then because I don't spend my money on anything else. So I was like, right, oh, got to do it, got to do it. And then finally, I met someone on the road at um, Red Rock, and my car broke down. And I was stuck on his property, and we went pig hunting with his dogs, and um, and got bogged all night. I made a video of it. Stuck in a video that's stuck yeah. in highlights. Yeah, yeah, stuck in highlights. There would have been a few like blokes who know what it's like ten, to get bogged and stuck in highlights yeah, overnight. Ten, 10 hours that of just like mozzies and we ended up missing the big ball like right at the end of the night. It was was a good it was good fun, but I loved my sleep. So I <laughs> wasn't, you know, it was sort of 50-50 on the fence of whether I enjoyed it. And dog hunting, like I can see how people like it, but it doesn't do it for me. Like I wouldn't go out and get dogs and get them into pig hunting but if someone else does i'm not going to knock them because i mean if they find it fun good on them but not for me and then um i was leaving his place got car fixed leaving his place and um he said oh we're going out to the fallow deer rut uh in in two in three weeks um do you want to come back up and do that and i was like yeah so i continued my way south made it down to about nembucca heads or something on maxville or around there or something like that and then um and then the deer rut came around. I drove back up, met him on his probably at five o'clock. We left at three a.m. the next morning and spent th- uh, three days out. So they like you're going in the the New England area sort of thing to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you film yeah, out on his out on his property, and then um, 
Yeah, so I filmed them hunting because I don't have my gun license. And um, so I filmed them hunting and they had like that. We just had a ball. And then. You just uh, go, you're, you're it, getting itchy fingers, mate. You're like, yeah. I need to, I need to, I need do, to do I need it. To get involved. And then I've been watching bow hunting for two years and I was like, bugger it, that's done it. I'm going to go buy a bow. So I went and bought a bow. And because if you offer me a like a like a big snapper or or a, a steak, like a T-bone steak. I'll take the T-bone steak seven days out of seven days. Like it's just seven days a week, I'll take the T-bone yeah, steak. Yeah. So if I go out and just harvest, like I, the whole idea for me, so I'm not not so much a trophy hunter. I just... I just what are you talking, we're talking about you haven't eaten mangrove jack. I haven't even eaten mangrove jack. caught a ton jack. of them. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, because it doesn't do it for me. Like fishing is like cleaning the fish and everything. I, I do enjoy it, but it's not something I like... If I went out and shot an animal or whatever, that has to go in my freezer. Like I just, that's just the yeah. whole idea of me going out and hunting is not trophy or anything like that. It's just stick it in the freezer and I don't have to go into the shops for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I love Self-sufficient. Yeah, I love the whole idea. And that's what I've been do- learning on my trip is learning how to like, I do eat a bit more fish now because I've been going offshore with other people and I love offshore fish like snapper and jewfish and that sort of thing. But I'll always take the steak over the fish, like if someone offers yeah. me too. So I thought the next best thing is I've got to go and hunt my own food. Like I love the fishing and, and now I want to do the hunting and I want to just combine the two. And I'd say if you just never have to go to Coles and Woolies again. <laughs> that's, that's the ultimate dream yeah. isn't it yeah if you if you you're heading north now but if you head south i guarantee there'll be plenty of guys there that would love to talk fishing but they'll take you hunting the same time just to yes. use each other as such but yeah, oh, well, I put similar s- interests they'd be down they'd be, it wouldn't be an issue at all you'd no. find enough people the whole way around probably from adelaide the entire coastline <laughs> All the way back up to Wollongong, you'd be covered, I reckon. Really? Yeah, there's heaps of guys. That's just, too cold for me down just there. Just love though. fishing. Yeah, it's pretty cold. Yeah, but there'd, all, there'd be all these people wanting to talk fishing, and I'd just be trying to pick. They'd be like, "Oh, so which lure do I use?" And they'd be like, "Tell me about the deer. Like, yeah, yeah. How, do, how do I shoot the deer?" I'd <laughs> <laughs> be picking everyone's brain on hunting from now on. So, ah, oh, that's good. That that gives you something else, and well, because if you stick with one thing too long, it'll become. Yeah, too mundane, and you'll lose that the, the the adventure and the thrill that makes your videos popular. That yeah. raw interest. There's no none of that false production stuff you have to go through. No, because it's like, and this is this is like this this weekend has been just as I remember just as exciting as putting my boat my homemade boat into a creek for the first time and going exploring for me I've explored every creek every nook and cranny on the Gold Coast like there's not and it, you just drive down and you've been everywhere you've caught yeah. fish on every pontoon you've done it and it's like and then so that's why I went down south and now you even like look at a creek on the map and you just and you already know like you go oh that corner's going to be good that corner's like Fish might be there, fish might be there, whatever. Like, these are the fish you know you can catch. You, that, the sense of adventure is lost. But yeah. you won't lose that up north. You'll have... No, that's... So, I've sort of lost interest in the fishing down south, but I can't wait to go fishing up north because I've never been, like, past sort of Harvey Bay. I've never really fished past Harvey Bay. Yeah. And I think that's when the adventure will start to, like... Because that's just insane fishing. Like, once you get up, like, Mackay, Gladstone, Rocky... You're going to need a bigger boat. Yes, I'm going to get one. I'm going to get a bigger boat. So, and then... A boat that crocodiles can swallow whole is not really ideal. No, that's it. (laughs) I I always use the analogy. It's like, I'm like blueberries on a pancake floating down a a river. (laughs) Yeah, so you... 
Yeah, we should get into some hunting up there as well. There's lots of... Uh, well, that's... Yeah, it's going to go hand in hand because hunt, like, isn't there meant to be like six million pigs, but like, in <laughs> north, like, just the northern part of Queensland? Like, that's uh, more than that's... the amount of people in Queensland. Just, yeah. So, should go hand in hand up there. Like, now that i got the bow, hopefully I can just do fishing and hunting and just... Have fun. That is the ultimate dream, I think, for a lot of guys to fish and hunt around the top end of Australia. Yes. Like, How good. Yeah. Can't wait. And I suppose you've already developed connections. You'd have connections in Darwin and in, in North yeah, Queensland, and just people that... Pe- people all around the top end I've got messages from, and I'd love to get back to everyone, but it's just... It's sort of like the way I approach my trip now is because there's just too many messages flooding my inbox as I sort of just... Um, rock up to a town and you just park at the local boat ramp and whoever recognizes yeah whoever recognizes you whoever meets you is normally like is like bang the connections just start from there yeah it's crazy how fast and with social media these days i had like i pulled into one boat ramp one guy recognized me put it on the local snapchat and 20 kilometers around all these kids right there was must have been like 15 kids in one afternoon that just rocked up to the boat ramp just to say hello. There's 15 kids just whoo, all drove That's down. That's pretty cool though. Yeah, it's re- it's really cool. But it's just like the it's just the amount of people, like the amount of connections you can make just from sleeping at a boat ramp in a local area yeah. and all the people that use that boat ramp know exactly where you are. Like if there's a Snapchat that goes up in a group, it's just, and then they'll be waiting to see what what lure you used. And yeah, the, that's the, it, and the, how the you fished it. And yeah, yeah. What snags you're fishing or whatever. That yeah. With hull. And then, then going, I've been fishing there for 20 years and never caught anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do get a bit lucky, but it, a lot of the times, no, it's just, yeah, just get out there and just cast. <laughs> so do you think, like you were saying too, for anyone listening, I don't know, it, you're saying that anything involves hunting or killing or whatever doesn't get pays on youtube so you probably won't do any of this sort of i don't know how i don't know how it works sort of thing with yeah but there was a period of time when youtube demonetized anything to do with guns and then hunting and even fishing like we were losing revenue on fishing because it was like borderline hunting so we were losing revenue on that and we had to keep fighting it and now like fishing is seen as okay but hunting's still not seen as okay, which is weird because you can shove a hook through the lip of a mouth, bring it up, throw it in the esky. Starve ne- it for oxygen. Ne- <laughs> neck it and throw it in the esky. And then you can go and perfectly execute an arrow shot and have the animal drop on the spot, which is like the most... Shoot in the head with a gun. Yeah, exactly. And it's gone. And yeah, it's just gone. It's dead. It's in heaven and you're eating it on the table. And those are seen as two totally different things. I don't... My, my, my mind just can't comprehend how those yeah. things are totally different. Because you can't pat fish. No. It's weird, isn't you it? Can't, you can't get a... You can have them in your aquarium, but you can't raise a snapper and cuddle it no like and bring it up and feed it and oh you know what i mean like, yeah it's just i i can't see how those things can't are take separate. to the park no that's it so yeah it's just i don't know i, I wonder don't. if uh finding nemo ruined it a little bit for fishermen like Bambi, maybe Bambi maybe that's the what... movie ruined yeah. <laughs> ruined deer hunting for uh everybody else but yeah so how do you stay motivated oh it's been a bit of a challenge been a bit of a challenge but um i don't know just meeting people and talking about the area and stuff like that it it helps um like yeah meeting people at the boat ramps and whatnot do you you like when people say oh you won't get that here 
Yeah, that motivates me. That what that motivates me way more than oh, like you you will catch this stuff here. It's like yeah. if they go, oh, you won't get mangrove jacks down Coffs Harbour. It's like, yeah, you will, mate. <laughs> you just, <laughs> just have no how to fish room. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, pull up at a at a wharf and walk out have a look, and it's like, yeah, no, you won't. You won't get that. Just watch me. Yeah, just watch me. Yeah, no, nah, this. Yeah, if someone telling me not like I got definitely got that. What's that? ODD. Uh, OCD. No, ODD is like oppositional <laughs> defiance disorder. Like if someone tells you you can't, I'll yeah. just work away so I can. Like, <laughs> yeah. So who told you you can't shoot very well then? Because today you were smoking. <laughs> You've had the bow for a week and just smashing us. Oh, just I actually had. I bought a bow and then. I had so I put it up on Instagram story. I put up like, oh, I bought a boat. I had so many messages of people going, make sure you practice for months before you even attempt at hitting anything and or make sure you do that. And like I had all these bow hunters coming all through my gurus. feet. Yeah, all the gurus of bow hunting coming through the feet. And to me, it's like, it's just about having fun. I was just like, you know, I bought the bow to go and have fun. So like I'll meet people and get tips off them and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm not out there seeking too much advice online like it's just oh i'm one of those people that used to steal mum's car and go and drive it when no one was home so i could learn to drive <laughs> with no one sitting in the in the so i could learn to drive with no one sitting in the um passenger seat yelling at me so then i learn way better on my own just you know so you, you go out and if if you fuck up then <laughs> then it's on you you know what i mean you you learnt your lesson Mel, i'm just gonna bring another chair back for the dog because she's uh He's wanting to sit in my chair. That's, you just sit in there. No, you've wrapped up there. Oh, how did you get on my chair, dog? It's all right. The people are gone. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, lost the plot. Uh, oh, I was something about smoking. Yeah, those. yeah. When you, when you, when you um, a bit cold, dog. When you um get told or constantly getting told, you end up get sick of it. You, you just do. Want to you show just... and you say, "How about you eat a dick and I'll do what I want." Yeah. Like no, that's it. And it's because it's an, again, it's that ODD comes into like someone tells me I can't. And I loved like when I went through TAFE to get into uni. When I went through TAFE, I hated studying and I had a dartboard and all I did was throw darts and I got really, really good at darts to the point where I probably could have entered competitions. Like I was hitting the triple sixties, like the triple twenties just constantly like just, yeah, my average was way up there. I just loved darts. And then after I got out of tape, I just lost interest in it. And I was like, oh, and then my mate whose dad was like, um, high up in like over in UK was like, got second in a UK pool comp and they're insane at pool. And his son used to beat him in pool around the house. They had a pool table. Well, I went over to his place one day and he beat me 20 nil. Like he, 20 games to nil. <laughs> he was sick of playing me because I lost. So then I went and joined a pool hall and just practiced like while I was in university and then went back until I smoked him every time. And he's like, <laughs> how did you do this? I just get addicted to just doing that one thing. And so ever since I got the bow, all I've done is shot arrows until my arm can't hold the bow up anymore. Yeah. And then I go, and now I've got blisters all over my hands from trying to pull the arrows yeah, out. that target. Holy shit. Yeah. Right there. It's a hard target, isn't it? it? Swallows them. Oh. Yeah. Super grippy target. Oh. But you just like, well, and people say, they talk about that. You haven't, well, we, we got close this morning. So we had... We went out, what did we go last night? We didn't see anything. There's lots of signs. So we went out this morning Yeah. in the dark. 
went up, but the wind was wrong, so it, it was good. And then it changed, and it like, changed right when yeah we when saw the pigs have. and their noses are in the air, and it's like <sighs> oh, I feel the wind on the back of my neck. Oh yeah. shit, that's a, that's you got to get used to that. Yeah, that's no, going to be a big right. thing. But we would have got close. Yeah, anyone who says you got to train for months, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I've, that, I got my recurve and shot a deer two weeks after I had my recurve. If you can shoot and you're confident, and yeah, you're just not going to take sixty yard shots. You're going to shoot a pig. 20, or 30 meters. Yeah. Well, even less. Yeah, less. We'll get you closer. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, uh, can we get to 20? Because that's me top pin. <laughs> I'll be real confident at 20. If yeah. you don't start shaking and get the nerves on. Oh, well, those compound bows, it's like shooting a gun. You put the pin on the target and it goes to the it goes to the target. It's as simple as that. That's what I was saying. Just wait till you get a little bit further and you'll start to get target panic and all these other brain stuff starts messing with your head. But mm. if you OCD it... Uh, whatever you said, you ODD. ODD. Yeah. If you're going that as crazy as you are, you'll just stay. You'll just be determined to be. Oh, I love it. Better. I want to. I'm going to be like Cameron Haynes, you know, shoot, but lift, without, run, but without the lift and the run. I just shoot. Just shoot. <laughs> I got it. I already worked out. I got to go and buy a new sight because mine doesn't shoot past sixty meters. Because my oh, it does. You just got to work. You got to go to somebody who can get your. Everything lined up properly. It's not quite right. So you're not uh, getting the full range out of that, that movement of that sight. So when you drop that down. Yeah, because it's right down on the bottom. So you've you got a multi-pin sight and it's adjustable so you can move the top one up and down to give you that step. It so, But the problem is we can't move it down any further. It's maxed out down. But yeah. I'm, that's way past my level of experience. My boat doesn't even have a sight. I'm going to have to because I want to get it tuned as well. When I went and bought the bow, the guy was like, oh, no, you're so new to archery. It's not even worth paper tuning it. And I feel like the arrows don't hit the target straight all the time. Like it's, oh, they don't. You'll get over that. Oh, do you? I feel, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I then just, might be you're, gonna, you're just going to have to go full retard on it and go to town on all the specs. You can find all that stuff and... You've just got you got good arrows. The, the gold tips here are a good brand of arrows. So. Are they? Did yeah. I pay? I'll probably pay top dollar for them. They saw me coming. I don't know what those are. I'd, I'd not to say I haven't paid retail for a long time for arrows, but I normally buy like heaps of other stuff with it, and I haven't paid retail for arrows for like four and a half years. So oh. I don't know what they're worth. Hundred forty bucks each. <laughs> no, no, for the twelve for a dozen. Oh, that's not too bad. I walked into a shop the other day. It was like two hundred and sixty bucks for. 12. It depends on your arrows too, because on how how small the tolerance is on their straightness. Uh, so they can be within. See, I'm just learning. I'm learning all this. inch or yeah. three thousand, like straightness per inch. Or I'm not sure. I don't, I don't go into that stuff. There's other people that do that. Oh, right. That's not my thing. No, if you can smoke it at twenty uh, yeah. meters, you're good, aren't you? I hope to be yeah. able to shoot everything at ten. That's yeah. why I shoot with the recurve. That's yeah. the point. So, but yeah, if you, it's a good thing, is just enjoy shooting it. So. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. I'm addicted. It's exactly like pool and exactly like darts. You just look at that black dot and you almost want to put them all on the black dot. And punch it every time. Just every time. Just you want it. Yeah. And it just feels good. It's just twing and then the arrow just. Whoosh. Yeah. Yeah. No, and you haven't. Yeah, you haven't. You haven't missed any this weekend. I've haven't missed the target. Snap. The only time I've missed the target, we've been firing at 88 meters, 86 meters yeah, or yeah. something like that. That's and, allowed. And I can't even put the pin on it. So I put the pin on it and then I move it up to the top of the mound and just fire. And I've still been hitting the target. It's still fun though, lobbing them. There's oh, like yeah. two, two and a half second airtime or whatever it is. Yeah. And then the target moves and then you hear the shot. Yeah. And then <laughs> the you're target. like, oh, smoked it. <laughs> <laughs> smoked that big bit of foam. Yeah. yeah. No, I love it. Absolutely love it. I get, the hard thing is going to be getting 
back into fishing because I love just this hunting. So oh, much. you're too distracted. Yeah, it's too, like, and so now I'll go back and do some fishing for well, three weeks and then I'll try and organize another hunting trip. When you get into the NT, oh, you can do it in Queensland too. You can bow fish. No, I don't think. I don't think uh, is a stingray the only thing you can shoot? Yeah, I'm not sure. I've there's seen, all these rules. I'm going to have to look it up. There's an NT, you can hunt more fish. Yeah, right. But there's, there is rules about it. Uh, of but course. But I don't there think is. the demographic you're aiming at on YouTube want to see you shooting fish with an arrow. They want to see you hooking big fish with a little rod. No, I don't, I don't know. Like sometimes weird things, like I always worked out YouTube is like you do what you want to do until something goes viral and then you pivot and then you go that direction. So yep. if, if, you, if I go up to the Northern Territory and like, and then I like go and bow hunt some fish and then eat the fish on a campfire or something like that and it goes viral, for the next 12 months, I'll be bow hunting fish, cooking them on a fire and eating them because that's yeah, just, cause that's work. where the view goes. Like the views and work. And that's you're not doing it so much for the fame. You're doing it so that you can live the dream yes, of if, traveling and living off just the YouTube money to 100%. live your I, lifestyle. I, I'm going to tell everyone right now, I hate social media. If it like, and that's, I do not feel like I have to tell anyone what I'm doing. Like if I, if I woke up in the morning and had a cup of tea, who cares? Like, I don't, I don't care. So why yeah. should anyone else have to suffer through me waking up in the morning and having a cup of tea? I hate social media. I'd never, like, if, yeah, if it didn't make me money, I wouldn't post on it. I don't, yeah. yeah like, I, I would rather have, like, if I can make the same amount of money with 500 followers, that's all I'd want, 500 followers. I wouldn't yeah. care. I wouldn't care. Wouldn't yeah, you're me. talking about this with the, the followers and I'm saying, I've, got, I've only got a few and I enjoy it because I've got a, like a mass interaction and I, then I can answer everyone's yes. message. Someone asks me a question in the rut or whatever, I can get back to them and we can have a personal conversation. It's not this fake, mm. how you going, crap. Like, yeah. You can just give them honest. But you get, I'm just showing you today, you're maxed out. There's like 99 requests. And it's been like And that. it doesn't go up any higher. So all these poor, you know, I'd say I have some 12-year-old kid trying to message you and you want to be nice to him, but... It's, you, you can't. Where, it's how can millions. You, how can you pick and choose? You can't yeah, yeah. because it's like, the, the and there's all these questions. Sometimes they're really, really good questions. But if you start a conversation with it, it's not just responding to that one question. As soon as you open them up into that portal of they're allowed to message you, yeah, yeah. it's mul- a line of it's communication. Mul- yeah, it's multiple. So it's like if you open up just one like a night, it can take up your whole night communicating with that one person. Yep. So how do you decide out of like the 20 to 30 that message you that day, which one gets that time? Yeah. It's very difficult. Like it's, and it does your head in. Like I just had a mental breakdown like just before Christmas. It was because I just, they kept flooding in. and I You were trying to please everybody. Yeah, and I couldn't keep up. And then I just went, I went, that's enough. Like that's the end of it. And you just, and it cra- that's, that's it cracked you. Yeah, it just cracked me. I just had a full mental breakdown. And that's how Mill ended up in my life is because, I needed someone to take me away from social media and she does that. So, yeah. She's shivering right now. Yeah, she's falling asleep. She's a big silk. A big silk, like, like her owner. Whose towel's this? I don't know. It's probably mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at oh, that. Oh, look at that. <laughs> so, how'd you get hers? Gumtree? Gumtree, yeah. Just found her on Gumtree, drove from Yamba to Port Macquarie, picked her up and, um, yeah, that was two days before Christmas. Yep. And I've had her ever since, yeah. And um, it's so funny. People say like, "Oh, leave her at home while while um, while you get the training down pat." And I'm like, "How's she gonna? Le- a, we don't have a home, and B, <laughs> how's she gonna learn if I leave her at home?" 
yeah. and two people like invited me on fishing trips on social media and they go, oh, come out here. It's going to be epic. Oh, by the way, you'll have to leave your dog at home. And then if they, if they say that, it's an automatic no response because yeah, you she, she just comes with me. And it, like there's been so many people that have been like, we're going offshore and, and they're going to go like, oh, where's, where's your dog going to go? And I'm on the boat with us. On the boat. Yeah. Have you seen the little boat she sits on like yeah, in normal? She, she's great offshore. I get off, like I get sick off, offshore. What do you call it? I get seasick all the time. Like I'm hopeless with it. So how'd you go on that? Did you get out on that little boat there? Yeah, I always pick calm days though. So but you went I, I would 25 k's off? 35. 35 kilometers off. Yeah. How many people gave you hate mail over that? Oh, there was a few. There's a few that called me idiots and stuff like that. But I was prepared. Like, I had a safety boat with me and I was prepared to come home without a boat. I just thought if I come home without a boat... If I'm going to sink it, I'm going to make a good story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a win-win sort of thing. Like, it's, like if I come home without a boat, it probably would have got the million views. Mm. Like, yeah, but I, it didn't. Didn't. We got the mail and only made 540,000 views. <laughs> so, so yeah. you... How did you get... How did you put... How big was your marlin? It was like 60 kilos, or something. So how'd you get it on the boat to stay still long enough? Or did you just leave I it in the water and unhook in the water? Not many people know this and I, I feel really bad about it. It's, like, it's almost as bad as like shooting a buck or something and it survive, like you injure it and it runs off and you never find it. It's like, yeah. and this is the same thing as a marlin. And this is why I'll never go marlin fishing again. We got it to the boat after an hour because we only had like, I just signed the contract with Daiwa and... I couldn't have like, a, I, I, I could only use their rods and reels and they'd sent me up all this gear and then we decided to go marlin fishing because the weather just lined up perfectly and we had the gear, uh, the, <laughs> we had all the rods and reels and I looked down and I just went, well, it's going to have to be the heaviest setup and I took out this setup and after I caught it, my mate said, what setup did you use? And I told him, he goes, that's my snapper setup. So it was just a light spin reel. And we got this marlin to the boat after about an hour. And it was still good. Like if we had got it onto the boat then. You might have killed it. No, no, we, we might. Like we, we would have got the photos. It would have swam away fine. But what happened was it just after we got it to the boat, you can't control a 60 kilo fish with a 10 to 15 kilo rod. It just literally went straight down. We're in 90 meters of water. It just went straight down and I couldn't stop it and just went for 20 minutes. It went all the way down to the bottom, wrapped itself up in the line and then I scale dragged it back up to the boat and it was like, it was cooked. Like it it was, yeah, it was buggered and it did like we swam, swam it for ages and it just, yeah, yeah, I think pretty sure it just sunk to the bottom and like, it's like, it's like, shooting a like it just kills you inside that you killed this fish you I'd put say it, on it happens a lot they fight so hard they fight them to death yeah, like they yeah. just can't get them in and then when they get them in they gotta release them they just got nothing yeah well that was with the marlin a lot of people have the driver and the guy fighting it so it's literally like you hook up and then they literally back down on the marlin tag it and release it like they don't like they back the boat onto the marlin so yeah. that's why they get a lot of those like marlin jumping into the boats because it's yeah. all green and stuff Ah, so, so then, because they're not fighting it, they're just getting the boat as close as they can to where the yeah, marlin is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, tag it and then release it. So you get all these people going, oh, I caught a 600 kilo marlin on eight kilo line. And it's like, yeah, because you back down on it. And, yeah. and I'd, I'd taken nothing away you're, from You're allowed to eat them you, though, aren't you? You're allowed to yeah, eat yeah, them. It's yeah. like, yeah, there's, I mean, there was like, they just want to keep the sport fish alive. They so were catching been. between like um, 30 and 60 marlin a day out at that spot. Like it was, there's tons of them out there. Yeah. I still, it still doesn't make me feel any better than oh, mine it, may it, have died. It's like shooting a, a it's like you said, like yeah. shooting an animal and you know, 
it's a good shot, but you can't find it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's you dead. feel like you've wasted it's dead, it. Yeah. but you can't find it. Yeah. You're like, not that it's in suffering because a lot, but I haven't had it with a deer, thank God. Yeah. Oh, no, I had it with a Samba. Yeah, but she's dead 100%. Yeah. She was busted. We just bumped her. Like, it would have another five minutes, she was would have been yeah. out, out, but it was the last light. But, um, it's, there's no closure. No. And it, it'd be, it, not saying that it's a situation where you don't quite know it's dead, where you don't know if that fish is alive. No, but all I know is... That it wasn't great. The way I... The, way, the only thing that makes me feel better about it is if it floated to the bottom, the sharks and the sea creatures on the bottom and the crabs and whatnot, they're still living, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's one of those feelings that you just... You never shake and I just... You'd, so you got a win-lose situation. It was a no. win-lose. I would have loved to have released that mile. Like, and then when I released it, it just sunk to the bottom. It's not like it floated up. If it had to float it up, would have necked it, thrown in my mate's boat and like fed a heap of people. But it, yeah. it sunk. It's yeah. gone. It's gone. It's almost, it's like not finding your deer. Like, yeah. you know, the fox has got a feed out of it. And yeah. Yeah. So bit of a, it was a bit of a horrible situation. So that's why I'd never chase Marlin again. Like unless you had the boats, we were backing down on them and stuff like that. It's not worth yep. putting the fish at risk. You know what I mean? So yep. yeah, no, that was the first and only time I'll ever chase a Marlin. And, and it all paid off and it all worked for the day. And it was just one of those cracking days. So yeah, yeah, no, I was, yeah, thank my lucky stars for that one. <laughs> so when you go, you go up north, you get, you'll, so what boat is, what's your dream boat? You said you're saving up for one. So your next boat, is it a, and you'll need a better vehicle than the Commodore to get it to places you want to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, next boat, I'm looking at like maybe, I want anything over a 4.8, like a 4.8 to 5 metre. So if I bring it back down to New South Wales, I don't have to wear a life jacket. So like 4.8 to 5 metres, that'll be like high-sided plate boat. So not only that you can fish inshore and be protected from the crocodiles, but you can also do like overnight camping trips with the you islands to islands and yep. park it just outside. Like, you know what I mean? And if it blows up, you you feel comfortable getting back in. Like if it blows up, you got to pick your days. If it blows up, I'm going down. Like that's just... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But so I just want something that you feel safe taking it offshore. And if it blows up or the conditions change, you, you're still feeling safe. So yeah, 4.8, 5 metre plate boat. I don't know. Sure, I don't tiller steer center console side console something like that but i just want as much deck space as possible and then um and then yeah i'm not sure what the go is but izuzu were talking about offering me a car but yeah i'm still not sure the corona corona beat that well that's i've got izuzu i can't break it it's probably the only thing i've ever bought that i can't break so well i'm yeah i'm looking forward to if i can still work with them but they messaged me before the coronavirus and then i'm not i haven't heard from them since because where they the next step was a meeting in brisbane i haven't obviously made it back up to brisbane yet yeah but as soon as i get back up there i'll message them and see if it's still on the cards you won't know yourself in a four-wheel drive oh man is in a vt is it or vy i I think it's a vt isn't it vt commodore wagon yeah, goes so everywhere. Two thousand dollars, and when it gets back to the Gold Coast, I'll drive it straight to the wreckers. Like it's, I'm not trying to resell it. I don't. It doesn't owe me anything. Paid two grand for it. I ripped the back seats out. Don't tell the coppers. I didn't get a mod plate for it. I shoved the fridge. Well, in you can put them back in. Yeah, they are all intentions of going back in, but just don't look at the video of me grinding stuff off. <laughs> and then. Yeah, so I got like uh, ripped the back seats out so I could fit a fridge. You know, 440 amp hour lithium batteries in the back that charge all my camera gear, all my fridge, keep that going. 400 amp hour. 440, yeah. Wow, how many is that? 
how many batteries? You got four. No, batteries? No, it's two batteries, two two, bat- two two twenties. But it's it's lithium, so it's like it weighs next to nothing. Because I knew if I went lead acid, you can only use up to fifty percent down. Yeah. So you'd have to have about eight hundred, and that'd be like four hundred kilos extra in the <laughs> yeah. Commodore of lead acid batteries. So I went. So the the batteries cost me like three six or something like that. So yeah. nearly double the car just for the battery setup. And then yeah, so I spent about ten grand on the rooftop tent and um what do you call it the Weber and all that sort of stuff so i spent about 10 grand on the car it's two thousand dollar car spent about 10 grand on it (laughs) and it's been going over it's like it's almost a year on the road and i've only serviced it once since being (laughs) on the road and it's starting to make all sorts of noises and stuff and i'm like i just every now every morning i just get in there and i just give it a bit good pat and i just go just get me back to brisbane eh? (laughs) if it gets me back to brisbane i'll be stoked Yeah, it's not every day you see a Commodore with a rooftop tent. No, but I think I've been. I I think it's starting to light the light the way for people. People realizing you can live in it. Like you, it's, you can go back to the way it was before all these SUVs came out. Yeah. when everyone did live in the Kingswood station wagon. Yeah, that's it. That's it. They they're actually like, if I didn't have to work in it, like it's. I found. Oh, you do all your computer editing. Yeah, editing I find I find living on the road is easy. If I just had to live on the road, love it. Could do it for the rest of my life. Living and working on the road, that's when it becomes difficult. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have to worry about money, it's just like rock up at spots, have a surf in the morning and... and, and do, you, do you do the old Google, like if you're not staying close to a, a, a ramp or that's a busier town, do you just Google search through the uh, free campsites, free pullovers? Never. I'll just sleep on the side of the road. I'm like, <laughs> I sleep like a log. So I just like, I just pull up, I've pulled up next to highways, I've pulled pulled up in some of the dodgiest zones like drug paraphernalia all around and I just fall asleep. No one's ever bothered me. No, I've had like a couple of druggos walk past, scream. Uh, some guy called me an Indian cunt. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> uh, and I was like, not a gypsy. <laughs> no, not a gypsy. Called me an Indian cunt, and I was just like, how can he see me? It's dark. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've, yeah, a few few people walk past. A few people have yelled at me for camping in spots, but the end of the day like I mean, well you're not a, you're not there to live you're just staying overnight oh yeah and, i've stayed in some spots up to two weeks and stuff well, like that's that. the old council be chasing you a few spots that, like that i always find like if you like the best way if you're living in i don't know if i should be telling people this but if you live in if you got a boat trailer on yeah if you've got a boat trailer on you get less hassled at boat ramps that's tip number one Two, if you're going to be in a certain area pick three different spots to sleep and rotate between them and if you do that for two weeks, people, are, it's like if they see you in one spot for one night and you pull up after dark, you set up and you go on at sunrise or you pack up, never, don't leave any rubbish. And if there's rubbish where you camp, pick that up because they'll associate you with the rubbish that's I think that's there. the biggest problem and they get a lot of, yeah. especially around uh, surf beach car parks and the yeah. backpackers camp, they just leave crap everywhere. Yeah, and people are like, like, I've heard some shocking stories where they're just shitting beside car parks and yeah. stuff like that and that's that's disgusting. Like, it, I run into bushes. I've always, you know. Take your shovel. Yeah. Find a public toilet. They're not hard. Public toilet or just run deep into a bush and bury it. Like, if you bury it, like, just... Don't shit that's on what the side our, of the road, That's right? what we say when we're hunting as well because you get that traveling north, you'll see when you're in the top end, 
There's a lot of tourists just crap in a pile and then the toilet paper blows off. There's blows little, right, there's yes. There's little poo ant mounds everywhere and yeah. you pull up and you've got to step through the minefield if you want to have a it's, leak off the side of the road. But It's you should, gross, isn't it? Yeah, you should um, bury it. People say burn it, take it away, but yeah. leave, keep it clean. Just Yeah, just and if you if you pick up and, like, and if you pull up and it's a messy spot, just clean it up before you leave and then... People will associate you that just drove through with being clean. And, yeah, and if no you do get chipped, you're like, I just picked up a full bag full of rubbish. Yeah, I like, just cleaned this area. And then, like, no one's like... and But I find, like, I've camped in a lot of, like, small towns, like anywhere between Sydney and the Gold Coast, a lot of small towns, and a lot of them are based on fishing communities. So you pull up with a boat and people go, oh, you fish. And as soon as you open up that portal of you fish, you're all of a sudden best friends, even if they don't know who well, that, you are. That, that happens a lot, too, in... In Victoria, and not so much western New South Wales, I don't think, but in Victoria, you travel around the higher country and a lot of four-wheel drivers hunters, so yeah. it's quite, it's not too bad if you're not, there's a there's a mixed view on them, you know what I mean? You yeah. find the right people, it's it's real easy, like running to spots and, oh, you're, you're hunting and it's just like, bang. Yeah. And then others don't want to know you. Yeah. yeah. But that's but, all right. That's it's all about, it yeah, no, you're not going to get 100% of people who like you. Nah. So. At the end of the day, just go out and have fun and just ignore the people that don't like you. Yeah. And if you don't like someone, don't hang around them. Like, I think the best thing about going on the road for me is getting away from, like, I find it very hard to break relationships, but it's like getting away from toxic relationships, like people that you don't want to hang around and stuff because... You don't need the excuse not to talk to them because you're just not there. Yeah, exactly. And you just go, like, it's if they're bringing, bringing you down or you don't feel comfortable around them or whatever, don't keep them in your life but the yeah. best thing like sometimes it feels hard because you just live down the road from them or whatever but if you like yeah if you can just drive to the next town they're all of a sudden out of your life <laughs> they're gone. and you don't just respond to don't respond to one text message and they get the point it's like <laughs> you know what i mean it's but just, at the same time you get lonely though wouldn't you a little bit it'd, yeah that's that's why meal comes that's why that's why you got yeah, the dog. that's why i got the dog she's great She's freezing a butt off. We might have to let her into the uh, bunker there. Yeah, look at her. <laughs> on, the, on that note, we I think our fire is actually, our fire pit might be out. Oh, really? We're going to have to, we're going to cook some coals tonight. What have we got tonight? How long are we talking for? How long have we been coming we've, we've done an hour. That's pretty good. How That's long are we going to go for? No, we'll pull her up here, I think. We've yeah. almost, almost all covered it all. Uh, maybe on our next hunt we can do part two if yeah, people Yeah, we'll do a it. podcast. We need to get yeah. you chatting after you've smoked something. Yeah. yeah, smashed it. Yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. go. We'll go. Well, how wait, How far You've south do you? When you? When's your next hunt? Oh, tomorrow. No, when's your <laughs> next? <laughs> your next, <laughs> next <laughs> hunt? No, I mean, uh, I'm going west in yeah, western New South Wales in oh, July yeah. next year. I'm going oh, out my hunting. Oh, that's too far. That's, that's July next year. That's only, no July this year. July this year. Yeah, in three weeks. Oh right. Yeah, on. and I, last weekend I was out in western New South Wales yeah, chasing well, animals. What again. are you chasing? Chittle. Chittle. Oh, well, don't bring a rookie. The chopper's smashed them, though. The chopper out there, the helicopter's annihilated them. So we're going to go out and chase some goats. Who are you going with? Goats. One of my mates. Yeah. I've got to keep it a bit secret. No, that's all right. That's just keep it secret. No, we'll line something up. If we line up, because I'm going to be in New South Wales until August. Oh, right. Eh? No. So if we can, yeah, we no, no, up. we'll get something in between then. Will yeah. we? If, oh, we yeah, do another, if we do another hunt, I will. I'll check with one of these property owners. There's a property I can't take anyone on, but um, I'll drive too. Like I just drove five and a half hours to get to here. Like, yeah, you, well, I yeah. drove not that far. <laughs> I drive further than that to get to work. <laughs> far out. No, nah, not for me. 
Not for uh, we'll I have something out. We'll get your goat or something. Yeah. They're worth too much money, though. But, yeah. I just, know, I know a spot. I'd love to make it. Like, I want to smoke a goat. Shoot a goat and eat it. And <laughs> then just make this massive, like, campfire goat curry. Because I love yeah. curries. And I love goat curries. So, oh, that's that my mean. ultimate thing. I'm going to turn into, um, what's that guy? Meat eater. Yeah. Yeah. I'm literally going to turn into meat eater. Whenever I smoke an animal, it's going to be straight into the cooker. Because that's, that's what I want to hunt the animal for is to eat it. I'm like, yeah. And if it just has big horns, then that's a bonus. Well, <laughs> The gents were staying with, he's always cooking gourmet food, making my mouth water. So oh. we're going to catch up with him this evening and have a chat as well. But um, yeah, if they need to, if anyone, I've, everyone I've spoken to, honestly, I spoke to 10 people before I arrived here this week and they all knew who we were, who, oh, yeah. who you were, but I don't fish, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, no, but that's like, guys at work. So anyone that doesn't, so it, what's your YouTube and Instagram? How do they follow your crazy free In- lifestyle? Instagram is just Timmy Turtle underscore official. And then YouTube's just Timmy Turtle. And Facebook's Fishing with Timmy Turtle. Fishing. So yeah. where did and Timmy... then I have a TikTok as well. Just oh, Timmy you just Turtle. went uh, way Timmy down Turtle. in my rating scale. Really? Oh, so I got, I got, but like, you are under 30, so I'll forgive you. Oh, that's all right. Well, I, again, I hate the social media. It's all just trying well, to make TikTok's money so I can live on the road. But that promotes your stuff. You're about videos and everything. Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. Well, thanks for having a chat. That's right. Thanks for having me on. I'm having a bit of a hunt this weekend. And hopefully tomorrow morning we... Smoke a pig. We have some blood on the frost. Yes. Thank you for listening to the Hunting Countdown on a podcast. If you would like any information from today's show, please don't hesitate to contact us on huntingcampdownunder at gmail.com or simply hit us up on any of our social media outlets on Instagram or Facebook. Be sure to join us next week for another awesome episode and we look forward to sharing another story from Hunting Camp Down Under. Bye for now.